Have you ever wanted to do your best impression of CT carrying Johnny Bananas around like a backpack on Cutthroat? Well, now you can with the M-Pack, the fully functional backpack that doubles as a weight training pack. And our girl Emily Schramm is nice enough to hook up Challenge Mania listeners with 15% off your entire order. Just go to www.thempack.com slash mania and enter the code mania at checkout. Now, I know what you might be thinking. Scott, who do you think I am? Leonardo Decathlon? I'm not ready to carry an M-Pack full of weights yet. I sit around listening to you and D all day and watching Vendetta's trailers. Well, M-Pack also has really cool-looking gear as well. They've got soft, comfy sweatpants, a really dope hat, t-shirts, and some other gear that looks good on everyone and makes awesome gifts for the active person or challenge fan in your life. So if you want to show some love to one of the nicest challenge competitors around, Emily Schramm, and support the Challenge Mania podcast, all while scoring some sick new threads, workout gear, or backpacks in the process, go to www.thempack.com mania. And remember to use the code mania to get 15% off your whole order. Not 10%, we're talking 15% off. Anybody who cops some gear sends D and I a pick of you sporting it, we'll be sure to retweet you, shout you out on the show, and show you some love. What's up, everybody? This is Scott Yeager here with another edition of Challenge Mania. But you didn't come for d- so on the line, Mr. Leonardo Decathlon, DKO out of nowhere, Mr. Derek Kaczynski. What's up, man? What up? So today oh. we're joined by another uh, road ruler. We have Mark Long on. We always got D on, but we got Shane Landrum today. He's at Shenanity on Twitter. Um, and we're going to, you know, this podcast is going to be, you know, uh, an interesting perspective because Shane also took some time off, but now he's back in the game. But unlike some of the other vets, he's really jiving with these new kids. So he's got a lot to say about the new kids, about the uh, the lavender ladies and stuff like that. So we have a really fun conversation with Shane that goes in a lot of different directions. Um, Shane's obviously an advocate for the LGBTQ community, and there's a lot of interesting stuff about that. Um, and yeah, uh, you know, why should people be excited about this episode, D? You, you know, Real World Road Rules has always been one of those shows that has uh, broken barriers. As you've seen, they just broke barriers with um, with Natalie coming from Big Brother. Um, but also it, with like the whole, you know, LGBTQ, um, the, Shane was one of the one of the one of the road rulers, one of the people that continued to, to pave that road um, for, you know, strong um acceptable showing that you know being being gay is okay uh like he he was part of that path in historically in television you know so um he's one of those guys that left the game for a while and and he's now back and him and Darrell came back on invasion and 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 made it made it acceptable for me to come back to the show so I'm glad that he's here we touch on some like some topics that are uh challenge oriented but also get a little testy as far as um mistakes that we make on the show and 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 we learn from so i'm excited for you guys to hear a different perspective uh a mixed era you know coming from the Durrell era and um i hope you guys enjoy yeah it's a really cool podcast we're continuing to evolve each and every episode 
thank you guys so much for listening and keeping up the uh, the likes and the comments and the tweets, the retweets, all that good stuff. We got to give a shout out to Jeremy Garcia who came in hot with an awesome OG challenge trailer. I mentioned on the Mark Long episode that someone should put together a trailer for that awesome uh, was it old news versus new blood thing you were talking about? And boom, the next day he's got that. So you guys at home, if, if we come up with a fun concept on the show, even if I don't ask for it directly, if you guys hit us with something cool like a Photoshop or a trailer or anything you guys put some time and thought into, we will definitely retweet it. We'll try to shout you out on the show. So big ups to Jeremy Garcia, one of our most dedicated listeners and fans. Uh, you did a great job with that. That was awesome. Guys, keep uh, telling your friends to subscribe, rate, and review. Follow D on Twitter, at DerekMTV. Follow me on Twitter, at Shot of Jaeger. Sorry if you tweet me right about now. I'm probably not going to get back to you because I'm down in Miami for my wedding. I'm hitting uh, Hawaii after this for the honeymoon. So I'll get back to you when I get back. Come around February 20th, we'll be back in the full uh, swing of things with the schedule. But we do have on the 6th, we're dropping the Brain Candy Invasion Pod. We do have on the 13th a brand new Ask D Anything with a special appearance from our stack guy, Alan. Um, so we got a, a great lineup of guests coming at you while I'm away. And when I get back, boom, we are going to – oh, man. I'm, I can't tell you who it is, but we're going to have a great guest for you for the 20th. Uh, before we get to shenanity, real quick, remember to go to the impact.com slash mania. 15% off, guys. Emily Schramm hooked it up. Just use the code mania. And also, always, if you're in the Philadelphia area, even if you're not, hop in an RV road rule style and go to Philly on the 24th of February. It's Challenge Throwdown for the Cause. Go to challengethrowdown.com for all your info. Cop a Derek, a Team Derek jersey. Rock it to the event. That's a great way to support Challenge Mania, support D. He's going to be there, pocket full of stickers. Uh, D, what else you got, man? Let's get to Shane. We got a, a lot of great conversation here, unless you got something else. Yo, we got to get we got to get the um, the Jeremy Garcia guy that made the video, the, the awesome video. We got to get him uh, some stickers uh, because I think he even petitioned for uh, one of the one of the DKO one of the one of the nickname Derek nicknames. It was really close to DKO. I don't know if that was him. May have been him, but maybe he was like second place, third place. We got to get him some stickers if you want some. Uh, yeah, uh, shouts to Jeremy. Denver. Hit us up. Hit us up on Twitter. We will get you a sticker. And remember, if you go to Philly, show D your subscriber. That's how you get a sticker. These are not for sale. These are the throwback, the logo we got right now, the Challenge Mania logo stickers. They're not going to be for sale. You got to go to an event or you got to do something dope for us. You got to put together a trailer, a Photoshop, do something cool. What we'll have contests from time to time. Come up with a funny hashtag. Keep doing your best and be in that active audience that we know and love because you challenge maniacs. You book our show, you fuel our show, and you really you, know, you breathe life into the show when you put together fun stuff like what Jeremy did with that OG trailer. It was hilarious. Yeah, it was sick. It was sick. And then someone else pulled up the, the Mark Long commercial during uh, Safe House or White House or whatever it was called. Um, so that's up too. So check out my Twitter. I'm going to be you know retweeting that stuff because we love it. The parodies, the pictures keep bringing it um get yourself an impact it's it's like a mobile gym i mean it's awesome i'm gonna start putting up some pictures with that too and uh, yeah if you guys are copping the impact gear or the impacts tweet us photos of you with that we will retweet them we'll shout you out for sure yeah and thanks for listening enjoy the show here we go shenanity baby let's get to shane shenanigans So on the line right now, we're not quite sure if it's uh, drunk Shane or sober Shane, <laughs> but uh, we got Shane Landrum on the line. What's up, brother? What's up? You have, fortunately for you, you have sober Shane, and I purposely waited to take my antidepressant until right before this call, because like when I take it, I get a really good kick, and I'm more verbose than usual. So you're going to have a really great call. I'm going to be telling shit I shouldn't be telling, 
And, you know, it is what it is. So, hey, everyone, thanks for listening to this podcast with me on it. Yeah, I'm sure there's a small percentage of people out there that are mildly disappointed they don't get drunk, Shane. But trust us that it's for the best. <laughs> yeah, drunk Shane, listen, drunk Shane is a mess. So, yeah, the few people that enjoy him have also, like, for instance, the Lavender Ladies, they also have received the short end of the stick when it comes to the rough side of the tongue. So, Drunk Shane, while fun to watch, can also turn on you in a second. So, Hold on. So, so for everyone that doesn't know who the Lavender Ladies are, I'm sure that there are uh, – I'm sure that there's a bunch of, like, challenge maniacs that know who the Lavender Ladies are. But yeah. for me, I'm not that in tune. But that is also why we do challenge maniacs. This is why also we get to – we do this podcast is to find out what the hell is really going on in that damn house. So <laughs> I feel like the lavender ladies are three chicks from the house. Am I? Close? Yes. It's, it's three chicks and me. Um, it, so it's three. So it's actually three correct. chicks. Correct. It's, it's not four, uh, it's not five. It's three. Yes. And we, we <laughs> created it. The fans didn't create it. We, we, so what happened was on invasion. If you watch that, uh, challenge. We started in the shelter, and Derek, honestly, you you like, I don't know if you would have loved it or hated it. It was fucking miserable. But uh, so we're in the shelter for. Two I want to know about the. I want to know about the invasion because that was your first season back. Correct. Um, it, yeah. it reminded me a little bit of like what the island was. Um, as yes. Far as like, yeah, and you you guys were in it. Um, I was really glad to see you. First of all, thank you for helping pave the way of probably getting me back on the show because when you and Darrell got on the show, I mean, I was like, Road Rules is not dead. Road Rules is back. I was almost on Invasion. But um, you you guys went in. You, you held the torch. You kept it going. You, you, you won your way in. You made Nelson look like a fool, like he has a hole in his game. That's for sure. So, yeah, man, start us off wherever you want to go. Invasion. Uh, don't all right. tell me why you weren't there. I got all I got all types of questions, man. So feel free. Where's the gay guys at, bro? Yeah, that's okay. So you've you've touched a shit ton. So we'll, let me finish Lavender Ladies, then we'll get to that. Yes. Real quick. Thank so you. Lavender Ladies, we got put into a room, and really what happened is the four of us made a really strong alliance, and we realized we could run the game if even if we didn't like each other, but we did like each other if we just kept forcing the people that we had ties with to vote the way that we wanted. And uh, so that's how we ran Invasion, and that's where the Lavender Ladies came from, because we were, in addition to running the game, we were also the drama of the show because we were so chaotic and just honestly messes, and I love us for it. Now, your next question, where are the gay guys? Fucking great fucking question, because I believe it's like one of the only reasons why I keep getting asked back to do the show because the few of us that can do it, they say no. It's like I'm literally – I honestly, I feel like the last man left. I know that Ammo and Shane, uh, the other Shane, right? I would love to do a challenge with them, but I don't – I don't know. I just – you know, there's different – I don't know. It's just I don't want to talk bad about people. It's not my favorite thing, but, you know. No, well, here – well, once, you you're on, once, once, we're, since we're on this subject – um, something interesting that came out of Ammo during during my time with him is that he's he's designates himself or signifies however you want to call it as queer, not gay. Yes. Right. So if you want to give people a, a little bit of background on what the Q stands for in the LGBTQ uh, community, maybe you could tell us. Like, I mean, is is there a difference between like 
Um, you there know, is, and this this will help people understand it because I actually I myself identify as queer more than gay, and this is how that would mean I'm queer too, though. Wouldn't yeah, it? it's Sorry, exactly. Go ahead. The, the, go ahead. Q, yeah. the Q comes from because a lot of it, like lesbian and gay, that's really focus focuses on sexual identity and how you identify based on who you're having sex with, and queer is more about your mindset, and it's more about like. I'm I'm queer in society because I don't think the way that society thinks. And a component of that is you don't want to have sex with the majority of who society wants to have sex with. So gay is a component of being queer, but you're you identify more when you you say that you're a queer person or you're queer, you're identifying stronger with the identity that you're not mainstream, that you're not necessarily normalized society and thought. And um I like that because I don't necessarily – I think there's so much more to who I am as a human being than the fact that I like fucking assholes on men. So, so and <laughs> Someone asked a good question that I want to just quickly uh, get to because it, it's right on line with what you just said, um, uh, which is Anna wants to know how you feel MTV handles the LGBTQ community on challenges. And she thinks that there were more gays, lesbians – queers, etc. on OG seasons, but she thinks now it seems like they're more open to showcasing relationships and hookups. Can you, can you chime in on that and how you feel like they've handled it both in the past, today, and how that might have evolved over the years? Well, the, the reason why they, it was such a strong presence in the past, and Derek knows this, is John Murray, of course, is the founding father of Beenham and Murray Productions, and he is gay, and he's married, he has a partner, and he has a son, so it was a really... He wanted to be able to show the world um, something that they didn't really get to see about gay people, and that's our humanity. And he was a pioneer in that. So by the time I got on the show, I mean, it was, it was cliche. It was like, okay, there's the gay guy, there's et cetera, et cetera. And I think the reason why we're seeing less of that is because society is changing. And this new generation is not about being labeled. They don't like identifying as straight or gay and i mean i just know based on my hookups with people in the new generation there it's it's a fucking meshy wash and it's there's no like this and this and this it's because they're they've become acclimated and there's no more stigma about having uh, a hookup with someone who is of the same sex so i've definitely seen in my personal life that cultural shift and then you can see it on the show as well that they're casting people not characters that fit a certain mold so i don't i think they should pay attention a little bit more to the mold um and i think that they're doing a good job with casting people like ammo who identify not only as queer but as um non-binary and you know i i think that that's great so i don't know did i help did i answer anything no you totally did and like i mean i think i agree with what you're saying and john murray you know deserves a lot of credit for i think being at the forefront of a lot of this and you know not to dumb it down but like you know like if not everyone's from new york city so it's like you know it's basically for a lot of people in america they were introduced to you know their first gay person in their life from the real world or from road rules or from the challenge and now as we go on and on they've exposed so many different facets of life and different ways of identifying i mean with real Brooklyn and Caitlin as well and so so I think they've always been at the forefront of it and now it's almost like that you know it's it's almost it's almost funny that we no longer kind of give them the credit because in the present day like you said it's it's we've come so far from that 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 now it doesn't seem like they're necessarily introducing they are still you know so responsible for it initially back now 20 30 years now 
Correct. So yep. are you guys saying that, like, that people are being less, like, uh, open? Or it's so normal that it's just normal now? Well, that- Derek. <laughs> Like I, I, I was, I was, I was lost in all that. I am. I'm really. I mean, I'm really like. I just, I just take people for who they are. Like I don't give a exactly. shit. Exactly. You know, and that's, and that's how I've, that's how I've been. And, and, and sort of when I, when I came into road rules, and you know, one of my, one of my stigmas is I was the drunk homophobic asshole. You know, and so there's been a lot of you. I'm not gonna lie. There's been a lot of you. <laughs> And you, 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 Danny was on your cast, right, Derek? Yeah, rest in peace, Danny, for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I love Danny so much. He, you know, uh, in- mm-hmm. So I guess what we're saying, just to sum that up, is that the new generation, like not our generation, because our gener- generation was big on labels and big on making people accept labels, this new generation of kids is, even though it seems like they're more into labels because there's so many more different identities that people are hearing about and terminology used to describe humanity the the reality is is that in general what i have found based on my tinder relationships and the people i hook up with at the bars etc etc is that this new generation is more about not being labeled and doing what feels right for them and i've had like it i mean it's just been much much easier as a gay man to hook up with people who would come across as straight but because of their age group, they just really don't fucking care. They just want the hookup. And, you know, so that's just what I've experienced. It's what I've seemed to have seen. And so I think that they're more open, I guess, is what so I think. So there's less, uh, as Derek put it, homophobic assholes than there were in the past that, like, overall the, <laughs> the cast members are, are, are less of that? Or do you think that, you know, we're getting past that? Because it used to be such an important thing to show. And I think that there was a reason for that. It was a learning experience. I mean, you know, pe- anyone who yeah. kind of, you know, you know, I remember even Zach. Like, it's so funny how far we've come. Zach is now just like this pillar of, of athleticism okay. and the whole thing yeah. with Jenna. <laughs> you know, but him on San Diego, like, that was his main thing on San Diego was, like, coming to terms with, with Frank and the way that he talked to him and stuff like that. And I think that's so yeah. far behind us. And you don't see that storyline play anymore. Is that because people are just better at life? Or are, are they kind of, th- you know, maybe not you know, leaving some of those on the cutting room floor because they don't think it's as important a story to tell these days? No, I it, well the cast in general, the challenge cast is the least homophobic group of human beings I've ever met in my life. But um, and and that be, it, and it's because of the show. The show exposes us to so many people and so much love. Like you can't help but not become that person over time, which is probably part of Zach's evolution. Um, but in addition to that, I think not only is homophobia. I, I mean, homophobia homophobic people exist and homophobia it exists but in general i think that people are much less homophobic than they used to be and in addition to not being homophobic the stigma attached to doing something that would be considered gay quote unquote has gone away so a lot more people like come on i mean you guys like when we were all kids like we did fucked up shit gay or straight with our best friends and that's just like now it's like you know, like, I don't know, maybe you guys didn't, but all of my friends, <laughs> and I'm the only one that turned out gay. Uh, but, you know, like, I just think that society in general is more open to not associating stigma to, like, a drunken kiss with a guy or, you know, something like that. So um, I, want, I want to touch on something you mentioned briefly, which is your Tinder game. 
Um, now, I want, I've always been fascinated by this because, you know, you're, you're you know, obviously you're, you're an everyday guy, Shane, but you spent, you've spent a lot of time on TV over the past couple decades, and now you're back on TV again. I mean, there was a period of time where you weren't. So I want to know what it's like for someone like you to do the sort of, you know, cast a wide net uh, online dating thing where people are swiping left and right, and then they probably get to you and they do a double take. And then I want to know, like, how many people are kind of reaching out to you because they know who you are? How many people don't? Don't have any idea uh, who you are and how does that come into play in your online dating life well i will okay so i will answer this question but derek also has to answer it as well because all right now recently dating uh, <laughs> so or maybe he's not anymore i don't know but so here's the deal all of my social account or my all i only use tinder i do not use grinder i've never used grinder in my life and for anyone who knows what that is grinder is like the stereotypical gay app for just hooking up and random sex with strangers. And that's just not my thing. But uh, and I'm not against it. It's just not for me. But Tinder and Chappie, they're two apps that you use to, you know, meet people that you wouldn't normally meet. And I, ta- I purposely put my Instagram and my Twitter in my bio profile. And both of those accounts say Shane from the challenge, yada, yada, yada. So if they cannot figure it out by the time that we meet in person, I'm most likely not going to be into them anyways because they're not intelligent um, and not like can't freaking Google search someone. But I uh, I mean, I've shamelessly used it to my advantage. <laughs> like, I will sleep. I will sleep with a super fan in a fucking second. I, I don't give up. This is like, this is going to air before uh, the Brain Candy episode, but uh, we'll just tease it and say Susie Meister has a great story about starting as a challenge slash MTV super fan and having it <laughs> romance down the line. So you do prefer that they have a little bit of context and know who you are. So if somebody just completely just like, yeah, I saw your Instagram, you know, I don't watch TV. What if they're one of those I don't watch TV hipsters? Is that just not going to go? I, well? lo- I, ha- I mean, that happens all the time. There, our show has a unique niche of people who watch it. And typically I end up dating people who are cool and they realize like it's a part of me, but it's not necessarily who I am as a whole person. And it's their friends who are the like the huge fans of the show. And so they've never seen me on the show, but their their friends will make them watch the show once we're like dating or we've been talking. So um, I've never I've hooked up with super fans, but I've never dated a super fan per se. And the reason why is it just gets weird when that, you know, you're like, cause you know, I get calls all the time from my mutual friends who are on the show. And so you're like, you know, if I'm like trying to talk to, for instance, Marie, um, and someone's like peering over my shoulder trying to see what's going on. It's just weird. So I don't date super fans per se, but I will hook up there, with them. There goes Marie running yeah. something else. Well, Derek needs to answer this question. I want to hear what he says. Yeah. Well, before we get before we get into my love life, um, (laughs) what? Who are the lavender ladies? We we started with this and didn't even mention the name. What a pivot, Derek! What a pivot. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Amanda Garcia from Are You the One? Sylvia from Real World Skeletons, I believe, and then Ashley from. Real okay, just real world. So Ashley Brooke from Real World, Ashley Mitchell is what she's also known as, um, Sylvia and Amanda, and then me. We're the Lavender Ladies, and so we are. So, the there, so, so you're so, so you're the Beyonce of that group. I honestly no, <laughs> they are. Um, we uh, they 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 lead in their own right. I, I would say Ashley probably 
is the Beyonce. Fuck, man. Amanda's, I don't know. Yeah, I can't even. Ashley is definitely the ringleader, the most dramatic, most entertaining of us all. You know, if like we were the Scooby-Doo gang, um, Ashley would be the Scooby-Doo. Amanda would be Velma. And uh, me and Sylvia would be, uh, you know, whatever the couple is. So is there, a, is there a Lavender Ladies Alliance group to be looking out for on this season of Vendettas? Well, so what, yeah, honestly, like I went in with Sylvia. This, your strategy, because your strategy seems seems like a spider web that could stick, you know what I mean? Could, that could that could create some cobwebs for people. I, I, I'm seeing your strategy. I've, I've never really <laughs> looked at it like that, but I mean, it's, looks, it looks pretty good if you get the right people. I agree, and what you will see on the show, because we haven't even got that deep into it, is that people, the vendettas, to use that fucking word, that unfortunately the people that I could make the best alliances with on vendettas are the people from Invasion, because I have the strongest relationships with them. Unfortunately, I spent all of Invasion trying to get them voted off. So I, I spent a lot of time eating crow, and you'll probably see it trying to fix that problem. And that's what it felt like the whole time there. So do they end up trusting me or not? You just got to wait and see. Speaking of Invasion, and Derek, I'm not letting you off the hook. We're getting to your OkCupid profile. Ah. But, but on Invasion, <laughs> it's funny. The whole thing is like this three or four, you know, whatever it was, episode, I forget. But build up of you guys in the, you know, in the tent. And then the big reveal is, guess what? CT, Darrell, they're all here too. But you were like yeah. this veteran who was stuck on the island with all the newbies. Yeah. How did oh, that yeah. feel to be like, hey, we're bringing you in for this Invasion of the Champs. But you're just going to be like a, a new a vet back in the game. <laughs> kind of thrown into the woods with a bunch of new kids well so, did you know it was called invasion of champions yeah. obviously not so uh, yes we most of us that were in the hotel knew that there were missing we were missing cast members and i knew specifically because i knew Darrell was on the show as well um because we had been talking so when i got to the hotel i was waiting for him and i was waiting and i was waiting and i was waiting and i was like holy fuck like i'm at least 10 years older than everyone here and uh yeah, what is this it, season going to be called like challenge invasion of the shane like right like yeah I mean, we did well they never told us the name they no, but, no, but i'm saying like you, you're yeah. looking around and you're like what's the book yeah. here it's all these new kids <laughs> and me is this like gotta get shane out what is this gonna be yeah i don't know it was weird it was it, t- it totally was a mind fuck but you know the second i realized that my friends weren't going to be there i immediately started trying to create relationships and i lucked out thank god yeah Let's get back to it, D, because everybody sitting there oh. now is on pins and needles wanting to know about your dating game since you've been on the show. Um, what, what's the deal there? How do you, you know, what do you do? Do you only date challenge folk? I feel like that, I feel like that's your move. Um, well, now that like, you know, you know, big brothers and big sisters are game, you know what I mean? Maybe we need to start, Shane, maybe we need to start, you know, looking at the other uh, networks and seeing what kind of gay dudes you can pull in. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of hot chicks, I, you know, I could start calling out. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I would never hook up with Frankie Grande ever, ever, ever. So he's that famous gay guy from Big Brother. But go, Derek, yeah. Are you yeah, hooking no, up cast members t- hooking up with regular Joes in the normal world? Well, uh, what's it like waking you know up what? next to a girl who wants to give you notes on the podcast? That's what we want to know. 
that that hasn't happened yet. That hasn't happened yet. But that would be fun. Um, not it's weird because like if you're having a relationship with the chick on the show, um, you know, it's sometimes you know you wonder is it like you know they use the word showmance. You know what I mean? So is yeah. it is it just is it just for show? Um, is this you know it may just like when you live in a house with the, with uh, a girl on the with uh, on the challenge. I mean, you're getting like way closer with them than you would um, like outside of the show. Because when you leave the show, I mean, you guys are probably not like almost bunking together. You know what I mean? Like you guys aren't like your homes aren't like, you know, you know, 15 feet away. Um, So it's different than dating girls on the show or seeing girls on the show um, than like hooking up with or having a relationship with a girl that just knows you off the show. I prefer, like Shane was saying, to have someone know a little bit about my history, to to know a little bit about me before we get before we get into it, or you know, a dates. Like I don't, I've never, I, I don't even. It's hard for me to say that I've dated, like gone on dates and like taken are it. You, like, are you on an online dating app? That's what everyone wants okay, to know. Okay, so so when I got divorced, um, yes, I've, I I moved in with a friend that. Um, it was his phone was kind of binging away, and I had another friend who was recently divorced, uh, and and his phone was binging away, dude. It's just like bing, 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 bing. It sounded like a fucking pinball machine coming out of their phones, dude. I'm like, what is that stuff, you know? And you know, there's all types of online dating. There's like, uh, you know, Tinder, Bumble, Plenty of Fish, right? For the ones that I remember, right? That I was told. And I remember I worked in the oil field. So, like, the oil field guys, dude, are fucking, like, you want, you think locker room talk is, is rough? Dude, oil field talk is, like, beyond your your, your your wildest dreams. It really is. And some of the most <laughs> disgusting things. Um, and it's, it's it, they're really, like, the, the craziest bunch of people, uh, but the most hardworking bunch of people with the worst mouths I've ever heard. Um and I heard about Plenty of Fish there from one of my buddies. And um, so I didn't want to go the Plenty of Fish route for sure. So I heard about Tinder. And, uh, and Tinder looked real easy too. And it's all about those swipe left, swipe, swipe left jokes, right? Um, this is like, the longest story ever, by the way. Sorry. So, um, so like the Tinder thing, I mean, I, I really wasn't in it. Dude, listen, I'm, I'm just starting to like, like kind of date again. Um, and, uh, and, and the Bumble thing, it, Tinder seemed too easy to Bumble seemed like a more of like, I don't know, you had like professionals and stuff like that. And I went in there and I tapped into it, but I just, for me, it, it wasn't, it didn't seem like the, the route I wanted to go. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, okay. Here's a, here's a question then. Cause we got that side. You're at a bar, banging hot chick walks up. Oh my God, you're Derek from The Challenge. And then she proceeds to list all of the shows you've ever been on. She talks about the time that you fought Brad and the Coconuts on Rivals. <laughs> do you do you bang her or not? Uh, depends on how many drinks deep. Depends on how hot <laughs> she is. Depends on if she's cool. You know what I mean? Like, it depends yeah. on, there's a lot of variables that, <laughs> that that come into this. You know, so I'm I'm gonna say maybe. <laughs> Good. You're giving hope out there to the people that will listen to your show. Yeah, let, yeah. yeah we, we've been actually we're spreading a lot of hope these days with these with these stories. With uh, we had yeah, Natalie. but getting married again, getting married again, and all that. Like you know, oh, man. 
man, that's that's long gone. I okay, think. so all you listeners at home hoping to marry D, probably not going to go down. But um, let's get to some of these Twitter questions, folks. Um, Ellie wants to know, and I don't really know too much about this, so you'll have to expand on it. Shane, uh, who do you think wrote those letters about Jem and V? I believe we're on. Uh, okay, I, this is a danger zone because what it letters? Has, it hasn't aired yet, but I'll oh, just. Oh, okay. You know, but uh, if I were to oh. make, uh, here's the deal. People think it's me, and I promise you it was not me. But I'm, I'm, a, I'm high on the list of suspects, but I can flat out tell you it won't me. But uh, the letters were, there, there were secret notes left in essentially Veronica's bedroom to the people that were living with Veronica and, and Jimmy. And they were essentially... You'll, it'll air, but the notes talked bad about them. And yeah. so, okay, listeners, guys, do yeah. not send in questions that are based on spoilers. We don't spoil anything yeah. on the show. Shane oh, yeah, was, so edit that out. Yeah, Shane was nice out. enough. Maybe I'll leave it in, maybe I'll edit it out, but Shane was nice enough to sort of skirt around it. But, guys, don't ask questions because I didn't even know. I thought that was some like old school little thing that I just didn't even know. It sounded like an interesting question. So, like, guys, nobody cares that Sorry. you're on like the weird Reddit Tumblr thing and you know what <laughs> these guys have for breakfast three months from now. We don't care. No spoilers on this show. Uh, Shane, how do you say – how do you pronounce your Twitter? Shenanity. Shenanity. Okay. So you guys right. want to hit up Shane on Twitter, at Shenanity, obviously at DerekMTV, at Shadi Yeager. That's where you can find us. Uh-huh. But if you like Shane on the show today and you thought he dropped some knowledge, hit up Shenanity and let him know. Thank you. Um, all right. Here's hopefully one that isn't uh, – this is definitely not a spoiler. <laughs> spoiler. What era of the challenge do you prefer, back in the day or present, and was it hard making a comeback? That's from Carla. Uh, okay, <clears throat> it wasn't hard to make a comeback. In fact, it felt like I was cheating. It was so easy on occasions. Uh, the, I, honestly, I prefer who I am as a human being now on this show. So, so, so I know that doesn't really answer the question. Like, I'm enjoying this experience much more now because I'm older and more mature and I have a lot more confidence than I ever used to have. But... Um, I really wish I could go back and do those shows again. The OG season is what it's referred to. Um, the golden era is also what it's called because it was a lot of fun and we had a lot of fun. And I honestly, I, w- I never really like I never got the chance to bond with those people because I honestly I felt like I didn't deserve to be there a lot of the time. And so I, I myself was a fan of the show, super fan. And so for me, like I, I never really got to grow into like hey i just like it wasn't until this time around that i was like i deserve to be here there's i've paid my dues in addition i was casted for a reason i'd always to me it felt like i would just lucked out and i didn't really deserve it and now like i'm an older person i'm like holy fuck yeah i deserve to be here like i'm crazy i deserve like so yeah so i'm enjoying it now more than i did back then but that show back then was more fun wow that's so weird yeah what about you d what, what do you mean? Do I do I deserve to be here? No, or, no, not like, that question, douche. No, the, uh, <laughs> the the question of what era of the challenge you prefer. I mean, obviously you loved all your old buddies back then, but you know the way that it's different now. Maybe the gameplay, maybe the amount of twists, the schedules. Which do you prefer? You know what? I love the intensity and of all of it. And yes, before I think it was a little bit more laid back, a little bit more fun. Um, a little bit, you know, living the simple life, if you will, uh, not yeah. simple, but I mean, it was a little bit more like, Hey, let's take this golf cart down the highway and go to the rodeo. Shane. 
Yeah. Yeah, we, we the freedom we were allowed was fun. And and to sum up what you just said, and I agree, Derek, the, the game, the board if the challenge is a board game, the board game has gotten intense and interesting. And it was very simple. It was like very simple checkers before. And now it's yes. like mousetrap plus scrabble plus cranium. Like it's like you just don't even know what's going on. And that part as a competitor, that part is much more fun. What about, yeah, it's so serious. It's, what, yeah. it's so serious. All the changes in like, you know, how loose it was and the ability to leave and take a golf cart down to a hotel. <laughs> I think Mark told us he literally like went and spent a night at a hotel and they didn't even realize it. Um, all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah, we did that. Yeah, all yeah. that good stuff and all the like, you know, I just want to know, you know, social media didn't exist for a lot of that. Um, nope. Do you think that's a good thing or uh or would we have benefited from having social media at the same time as the, the sort of wild, wild west age of these challenges? I would, I, honest to God, I would give anything if we had had social media when we were on television. Because our viewers were in the millions, right? Now the viewers, it's barely a million. So just from like a vanity and I want to make money off of Instagram standpoint... I would give anything to have all of those viewers following me from when I was a twenty hot little twenty year old showing tits and ass, et cetera, et cetera. Like the kids nowadays get and they're like they don't even look blink, they're like a two hundred thousand fucking Instagram people and they're getting paid in free mattresses and stuff like that. If we had been able to do that, my life would have been so different. <laughs> but um yeah, yeah apologies I, to anybody that Shane meets on <laughs> Tinder. The reason his mattress is so stiff is that he did not I don't exist. have enough people following me to get a freebie. It's right, bullshit. no Casper mattresses for him or for us. So yeah. they don't sponsor our show. So for now, no need to buy one of those. Um, but let me ask you this. We mentioned before, you know, Derek mentioned, you know, how he came into the show as kind of a different person and evolved along the way. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think that, you know, the fact that we can kind of, a lot of people's misbehavior and a lot of people's maybe unevolved views existed in the pre-social media age and now we're sort of easier to kind of forget those a little quicker than we would have been if, if there was maybe like you know the retweet i mean imagine the tweets from some of these people who like you know would you know they said something and it lived and died in one episode and we forgot about it and 10 years later you might hear people you know rehash it but imagine the tweets that some of these boneheads might have might have thrown out there in, in 2003 or something like that well i mean speaking of boneheads there's one that exists they're case in point camilla you know like there, there literally is someone who crashed and burned on television, um, sent out an apology tweet, and then turned it into a fitness picture of herself. Um, and I think it kind of like, you know, it's even that, which to me is ab- uh, abhorrent, right? Um, to judge someone based on color and to, you know, whatever. But uh, it's gone. It's literally gone. Like it's, and I know that there are some people who will, die by by the fact that they hate Camilla and she's a racist but at the end of the day it's like that that tidal wave of like you did something stupid I don't know I think our society is much more forgiving and even though like our parents tell us that lives forever that tweet lives forever I don't think that there's that much repercussion that comes from doing these things that society you know deems as inappropriate look, we haven't heard from her since i mean look she obviously she said something terrible um you know she maybe haphazardly apologized for but it's like she literally won the challenge and we haven't seen her since we did kind of see her on champs versus stars and we know how that worked out whereas like 
Look, I'm just racking my brain and I can think of offhand, like, I'm not going to mention any of them so, so we don't have to cut this, but I can think of 10 things offhand that if those had happened in the age of Twitter, that, that you know, some of the biggest names of today would not be the biggest names of today because they would have been, you know, written off at the, the one moment that, you know, was probably yeah. the, the, the low point in their life, in their TV career. Yeah. yeah, like when, for instance, like when Mike told Coral and Malik that black people were dumber than white people. <laughs> Like that case in point. Now, Mike is one of the largest world wrestling stars ever um, and has his own reality show and et cetera, et cetera. And he obviously is not the kid that I don't know if you guys knew he said that he said that on his real world season and Coral and Malik destroyed him. Um, But uh, yeah, so I mean, I don't I like if that was a tweet and it existed in the world. I don't even I don't know if he it would be a big deal or not, honestly. But here, here, it would fuck for him. Yeah, and, and and it may have changed the you know it his may reception. Have the path. Yeah, it may have changed the path for him. But the th- the beauty of like doing these shows, and I say this every now and then, is that we get to make our make these mistakes because we're not perfect people. We no. you know I I call I I said the the gay word. Um, I, I said something like that when I was 19 years old, when, um, no, Derek, wait, you, you would, you would tell, you would scream at Danny and be like, earmuffs, give me earmuffs. <laughs> well, ever Danny would talk about gay shit, you would scream because you actually had to hear it. And you'd be like, tell me earmuffs. So I don't have to hear this. It, it, hold on. You are saying it in a very, uh, demeaning way. <laughs> I was saying it in a very playful way, just like. Um, the movie Old School, when the little boy, when the little boy was going to hear language that um, he wasn't supposed to hear. I don't, I don't know why you got to do it in front of the kid. What the effing? All you got to do is say earmuffs to him. Earmuffs. They can say fuck, shit, bitch, whatever you want. Cock, balls. Just proving a point. You don't have to celebrate, Frank. So, so playfully, yes. At the time, he was talking about like you know putting it in someone's butt and i was like <laughs> and i was like whether you're whether it it doesn't matter you don't have to be yeah. you, you don't have to you're be not homophobic if you don't want to hear that like it's yeah it's, so my, my point is that to be you don't have whether you're gay or straight you can be inappropriate you so, okay so you well, hold on i have to touch on this point because this is the biggest thing that i say and it irritates me about gay cast members to no end and i think that I think we need to realize, like, just because we're gay, we can't use homophobia as a tool to make other people uncomfortable. Like, and and I've seen it with other cast members. I'm not even going to name names, but it it's hard for me as a person who identifies strongly in the gay community and who wants to be an upright person. It it frustrates me when I see other cast members who also identify the same way, who um, cross a line that should never be crossed and would never happen amongst straight people. And the, they kind of get away with it because people are afraid to, to look homophobic and to say like, that's inappropriate, that's wrong, you know? And uh, I think that this is just a bigger conversation, it has nothing to do with cast members, but I think that that's something that gay people need to pay attention to. Like, it's not fair for us to use the fact that someone doesn't want to be labeled as a homophobic to kind of, you know, like grabbing ass or, you know, grabbing your dick. And I myself am guilty of that. I'm guilty of it when I was younger. And it's just something that for me, like, I wish would change because 
care straight. You can do things that are inappropriate and you need to not do them. So anyway, sorry. Yeah, not- I love I and I, I love having these conversations. Right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with AutoPay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit and full plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. See T-Mobile.com. Right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with AutoPay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit and full plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. See T-Mobile.com. I, I love having these because um, like for someone like me and you, um, you know, like, like we're able to watch watch ourselves on TV. All of us, all of us as cast members, have had the opportunity to watch ourselves on TV and take away the stuff that we don't like. We we because we see it sometimes as people. We don't see the fucked up shit that we're doing. We don't see the dumb things that we're doing. We don't we don't get reprimanded hard enough because we're already set in our ways to to change those ways. But now. You yeah. do it on TV and you look like a fucking idiot in front of millions of people and they're tweeting at you and telling kicking your ass verbally kicking your ass for, yeah. for six months and you're like, holy shit. You know, and, and I didn't even need I didn't even need Twitter for people to tell me what an idiot I, I sounded like or the backlash I was getting for doing whatever the hell I was doing. I just I, I got it from enough people you know, just going out. And, and 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 there were some things that I needed to change, and I and I yeah. changed them. But one of the things that I, I'll t- I'll tell you this: I joke around about being uh, the drunk homophobic asshole. I joke around. Because yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't homophobic. I didn't dislike. Derek, you. People. I know you as a human being. I know you're not. Uh, but but I still, I was in that position when I was 19 years old, and yeah. I'm sitting there, and it looks like what you just said. You're yeah. yelling at him mm-hmm. for. No, I wasn't. I didn't yell at him. I <laughs> joked around when he was talking about putting it in someone's pooper. Um, and whether you're, you're a guy or a girl, even if you're a dude, if you're a dude talking about doing that to a girl, I'm, I may say, dude, take it easy. So that was my point. You know what I mean? That's the kind yeah. of relationship I had. Earmuffs, bro. Earmuffs. So I've been there and having these like racist and gay conversations on this show. Like I, I want to have, a, I want to have, because that's. And it's almost gone. People still, I don't think people are kneeling for the national anthem anymore. But, like, I open those conversations. You know, I'm, I'm very open to those conversations because, because, because people are so extreme on so many different ends that I think that the problem is the extremist points of view. Okay? People yeah. need to kind of bring it in a little bit. You know what I mean? And, and teach, teach each other the, the, the good sides of things and good ways to deal with conflict. Yeah. Yeah, well. I think but back when the, the show started and it was kind of, hey, we're a fly on the wall with, you know, nine people living in New York or nine people driving around in an RV and stuff. And people were just talking. It was like, oh, we're observing these people in all their sometimes good and sometimes bad glory. And sometimes they get a little bit of rope and they hang themselves and they say the wrong thing. And we then get to watch them learn from that. And two, three seasons later, they're a much bigger and better person for it. 
And that was how we treated it back then. Nowadays, I think from Jump Street, you're a personality, you have a Twitter, you have an Instagram, you're a brand, and you're held to this higher standard right from the start, which I think is good. Don't get me wrong, I think it's good. But I think that these are 19, 20-year-old people. Some of these people haven't had this sort of broad experience with so many different types of people, and some of them are going to screw up. And so I think nowadays the leashes are shorter, and that's for good reason in a lot of ways, but also I think it kind of, you know... It, it, it takes away that element of evolution and growing as people that we got to watch, you know, so many times in the in the past in the older seasons. I, for, real quick, I'm going to interject because I'm laughing in my head because we sound like old men, like oh my god, these new kids. But the reality is, is it is that way. And I, I I've actually watched this, and it, and I call it the the Kanyeism, and it's like uh, the new. It's it, it applies to everyone but you can see it in the differences in the cast like i feel like our generation or the og generation like when we came on the show it was to learn right and you show up and you're like you think that you're going to teach people about who you are and the reality is is you learn about five other people and you change and you evolve and now it's like people are raised and they're told that they're perfect from the moment that they're born nothing's wrong with them they don't need to adapt they don't need to change and you get these people who are unapologetic about who they are, which is really interesting and cool. But at the same time, it fucking sucks because they don't get the chance to really sit and evolve because they think that they're perfect. And it's just like, come on, like not everyone's perfect. So anyways, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Let's get some uh, opinions from Shane on some of these, these newer kids he's been playing with once or twice now. Um, I'm just going to name somebody. You just tell me your thoughts on them, all right? I want to know about the fight. I know this is going to air next Thursday. So I want to know about the fight, the the Mel versus Cam fight. How bad does this thing get? Do people get beat up? <laughs> well, people it... get beat up? See, I, it's weird It's weird to say because the, 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 the fight is going to air Tuesday. This is going to this this is gonna air Thursday, and we're filming it, whatever today is, yeah, Friday. Yeah, earlier. Yeah. The, the, I honestly, I did not even see that fight. I was... <laughs> That's so, what Natalie said. We just talked was, to Natalie. We were. I was. I literally was super drunk with Veronica and Jimmy, and we were belly flopping naked in the pool. So we like we were. I wasn't. I didn't even know the fight had happened until the next day. But um, it was huge, and it was literally Cam and then all of Cam's roommates versus Melissa all on her own. And Johnny said it best. Melissa was made for reality television. I have never seen a better cast character ever in my life she i hope you get to do a show with her derek because she's actually really fucking cool and really funny and you just it's literally like you're watching a living television show when you're living in a house with her because it doesn't well, stop none of it well uh, well are are her and nicole really really hooking up because i think i'm starting to drool every time i see her I yeah <laughs> yeah they are actually it's yep it's we all thought it was like Melissa was just for show, but she crawled into Nicole's bed more than Nicole crawled into her bed, for sure. Yeah. So have you ever have you ever turned a, a straight guy gay? No, I mean, because it sounds first... like she's straight. Because it sounds like she's she was, you know, didn't swing both ways. It's like what Shane was saying before, Derek. It's not necessarily as cut and dry as that these days, you know. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, I have I've hooked up with people who have identified as straight, but it's not like they I turned them gay. They just you're like not anymore. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, 
There, I, I don't know. Sometimes I have a charm and it works to my benefit, but I never go out of my way, at least in this day and age, to convince someone that's straight that they're gay. Like, even if I'm getting super strong vibes, like that someone's into me and I just like, I just let sleeping dogs lie because I don't even want to deal with it. Straight guys yeah. suck today. They just are the worst. Yeah, we're pretty shitty people. Let's be honest, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I make out with a lesbian chick, I'm like, yes. <laughs> um, so let me ask you about Kayla. How do you feel about Kayla? Okay. I want to preface. I'm really bad about talking bad about people. So I'm going to try and be my as truthful as possible. But I like it. Just it's hard for me. Um, I genuinely like Kayla. I think that uh, I hate that invasions set us off on the wrong foot because I, 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 I would like to be Kayla's friend, honestly. And I don't think that we are friends in that respect. Like I would like to be able to call Kayla and just talk to her. Like I talked to the girls in the lavender ladies. Like, I think she's way cool. I think she, her vibe is awesome. She's got great energy. She's hysterical when she's drunk. Um, but you know, there's, there's people like that. Like for instance, Katie Doyle, I loved Katie Doyle outside of the show, but every time we did a show together, because of my alliances, Katie Doyle was the first person I'd usually have to vote into um, the elimination because it was about alliances and she didn't get along with the people that I got along with. And I feel like Kayla has kind of, hopefully maybe in the future it won't be that way, but what has happened in, on Invasion and, and Ved, Vendettas, who knows if it shows up or doesn't show up, but... It's like she's not in my crew. So, you know, sucks. So that's my opinion. Sorry, long-winded. No, well, are you saying she's antisocial? Are you saying she doesn't, like, talk to everybody? Is that No, what no, no, no. Like? no she, she's got, she herself has proclaimed that she sucks at bonding with people because she will find one person and she'll only talk to that person. But she, Kayla is actually someone who has watched herself on the show and decided to change. And she's very open about this. And she goes out of her way to be social and hang out with everyone. Now, I, what I'm saying is, like, if Kayla, if I am protecting girls and Kayla wouldn't be one of them, so I'd have to send Kayla into the elimination based on votes because Kayla is not going to protect me. So I've got to protect the people who will protect me, if that makes sense. But if that wasn't the case, then I think we'd be way cool friends. Yeah. And speaking yeah. of and speaking of like again watching ourselves and like learning like and and touching on on Camilla who does not get talked about a, a lot is is that I'm sure she has gotten the fucking heat for sure. Yeah. And I'm sure she's working on you know changing and you know bettering herself just yeah. like most of us have fallen and you know done dumb shit including myself and had to work through it. Um, but uh, at the same time with Kayla, like we called her up and we talked to her boyfriend and her dad on challenge mania all at the yeah. same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so it's, it's just weird how different, different dynamics work. We're team Kayla and team car Maria folks. Just if you're listening, <laughs> and you're, you're about to click unsubscribe. We're team Kayla and we're team car Maria. Yes, they both they have super rabid fans. The group of them, yeah, they do. Um, what do you? Let me ask your opinion on uh, longtime journeyman and the challenge poster boy Johnny Bananas. I so I'm one of the few people in the world who truly loves him. <laughs> like I think I like I think I think he's charming, and part of this is he 
Johnny acts like several people in my family. Like he, everyone in my family talks and acts like Johnny does. So there's that familiarity that comes with he, his personality, which rubs so many people the wrong way is the personalities of and almost the entire male side of my family growing up. So for me, it's like, it's really funny because it, there's that feeling there, but I just, I think he's a nice guy. I think he has a great heart. And, um, you know, I would always, I feel kind of genuinely bad for him because he comes on the show now and he has a target on his back and it's got to suck because so many people who should have targets slip by because he makes himself such a large target. So I like Johnny. Yeah, I think, but like, I, whatever he loses in possibly being eliminated on a challenge oh, yeah. or two here or there, he makes up for in t-shirt sales, let's be honest. Oh, absolutely. And he gets paid so much more than us too. So, yeah. Oh my God, that's um, terrible to hear. Yeah, you want to? If you, I got, I got, a, I got a random question. But you have, do you have more on? Uh, do you have more on people you want to ask him about? Oh uh, yeah, well, I, you know what? If you, if you got something else, well, let, let me just name one more person because okay. we've been talking about him a lot. We call him the cerebral assassin. Do you have an opinion on Devin? Yeah, I think I think Devin is genuinely probably one of the smartest guys on the show, if not the smartest. Um, so there's there and he is smart in all of the ways. Like, you know, some people are smart in like, you know, mathematics or smart with general trivia and la 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 la. Devin generally is like if you had a party and you were smoking pot and you wanted someone to tell stories about their life, Devin is the guy you'd choose because he's funny, he's witty, all of his um life experiences and the way that he talks, it's based on really intellectual um ideas of who he is as a human being and how he's developed and and all those sorts of stuff so it's not like it's not generic it's not pedestrian it's really rich and interesting and savory conversations and i think he's great so yeah yeah i mean i'm all brains too i mean i was looking back at yeah i was watching videos of him on are you the one like he he might have the body of a kinko's manager but i was watching old videos of him he's a good looking dude yeah, he is. I mean, yeah, he is. And uh, just from a gay man standpoint, he definitely has a huge dick. So to the girls out there, <laughs> wow! <laughs> Don't sleep on Devin. I'll say that much. And and, and he brews his own beer. He has he like brews- his own ginger beer. You guys should hit him up and see where you get some of that. Wherever the hell he lives, he's got a brewery. He's got he's yeah. got a bar too. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's no joke. Yeah, we've yeah. complimented the guy on the show before, but wow, I think that was the, probably the best. <laughs> this podcast episode is sponsored to you by Devin's Penis, ladies and gentlemen. And if you'd like Devin's... <laughs> um, but awesome. Cool. Good to know. D, what do you got for Shane? Uh, I, got, I got another relationship question that has something to do with the Dirty 30 for Shane. For and um, I, 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 from my understanding is that uh, you were supposed to be on the Dirty 30, but you yeah. were engaged or going to get married to a Polish guy. Which, <laughs> I don't know if any, everyone knows at home. Um, I'm 100% Polish. I speak the language. I read and write it. Um, I, 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 I speak the language, and I speak it in a different dialect. Um, so when I found out Chain was in Poland <laughs> for some reason, Give us a little reason, bit right now. Give us a little bit, D. Yeah. Give us in, Poland, in Polish. I want you to say, like, Shane, welcome to the podcast. Heard you're getting married. Uh, Shane, dziękuję, że przyszłeś na nasz podcast. Uh, Słyszałem, że będziesz się żenił. Moje braci się będą żenić. I mój kolega Scott Jaeger będzie się żenił za parę tygodni. Dziękuję. 
thank you for coming to the show, bro. That's don't try. I love the don't words try. that don't translate. Like, no matter what, there will never be a Polish word for podcast. That's fantastic. <laughs> so, speaking of Polish guys in, uh, in Poland, um, how, how was Poland? Um, were you really going to get married? Did you really turn down the dirty 30 for the, for the Polish guy? And should there be a challenge in Poland, make a case for it so I can go back to the motherland? First of all, Derek, you have got to go to Poland as soon as you can. I found a flight round trip for less than three hundred dollars there. So holy it's, cow! Yeah, yeah, and and it's four dollars to one dollar. So one American dollar is four Polish dollars. So money goes holy far. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but what happened? I was in invasion. I just had my divorce, and I literally met this kid on the street after I got voted off the show. Hold he on, you're divorced. You were divorced. Wait up. No, no, no. Rewind. Well, I, I separated from my husband. You were married before. You were married before. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we were married. Rewind. <laughs> so we were married. I We separated, and I that's how I got back on Invasion. After Invasion ended, I just wanted to stay in Thailand, so I did, and uh, I met this Polish kid my first day there, and we hit it off. We ended up spending a week together, kind of touring the islands, and then he left. And uh, so then I went next, I went to Poland to visit him and we decided like we wanted to keep trying with the relationship. And so I had been kind of asked if I would do that. You know how it is. The courtesy calls went out to see if I would do it. And I just assumed I wasn't going to get on the show again um, because they were taking so long to say yes or no. And Mm so I called him on Monday and I said, I just got your ticket. You're coming in May. And, um, you know, and he goes, okay. And so he broke his lease and he told his job he was quitting. That was Tuesday. And then on Thursday, I got the final call for Dirty 30. Shit. I'm not lying to you. So then I called him Friday and I was like, hey. And he said to me on Monday, he goes, if you get the call for to do the show, are you going to do it? Because if you're going to do that, I'm not quitting my job. I'm not breaking my lease. And I said, I'm, I'm not going to do the show. Just break your lease, et cetera, et cetera. Wow. Oh, he, and this is like in April. So it wasn't like months in advance. It was like really, really quick. So that's why he had to like make moves. And um, so I called him on Friday and I was like, hey, they called for me to do the show and I really want to do it. It's a dream of mine, like to be on this. And, And he was just like, dude, I fucking just quit my job. I just broke my lease for you. Like, you promised me that you weren't going to do this. I made all these sacrifices for you. I'm fucking moving to America. Like, get, you know, throw me a bone. Like, you're going to have to sacrifice something, too. And so. Holy cow. That's why I didn't do it. Yeah. And then since since then? <laughs> since then, we had a really rocky relationship. And I flew him home a week before I left for <laughs> uh, Vendettas. Like, so I got the call for Vendettas while we were together. And he was like, are you going to do the show? And I said, I'm doing the show, and we're done. You're going home. <laughs> and Wow. We're, yeah, we're still really close friends, and it was a useful healing period for me, like the relationship yeah. we had, but yeah, it was done. And who are your vendettas on this challenge, by the way? It's Nelson and Nicole, really. Mm, yeah. I think I know somebody else on the line who has a bit of a vendetta with Nelson. Uh, who? Oh. Derek? Oh, yeah. Nelson, Nelson might Dude, have can we bit. talk about Nelson? He's so fucking over the top. He literally is the most dramatic queen, to use a gay slang term, queen of the show. Like, it's so frustrating um, because I, I just, like, it's, 
it. There's times in my life where I'm like, he can't possibly, possibly be this insane. And he is. Like, literally he is. Like, I don't, I, I don't know. What are your opinions? Uh, the only, I mean, obviously, obviously I won our physical altercation because he uh, got kicked off the show. And I finished second and won some money. Um, but, uh-huh. like, you know, when you when you put your hands on another – when a man puts his hands on another man um, and, and you can't really throw down because, you know, of legal purposes, um, I think the only, the only way to settle that vendetta and that score is, 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 a, is a battle in the dirt and a challenge mm-hmm. in the challenge pits yeah. of elimination round. I think that's really the only way you settle that mm-hmm. score, uh, man-to-man, mano-a-mano. Um, but and you know maybe maybe that happens on this season of Vendetta. Maybe that's maybe that's maybe that's why I'm, <laughs> maybe that's why maybe, I'm walking in. Here's the, here's the deal with Nelson. I genuinely really really like him and would love to uh, be able to trust him on the one of these shows. But he's so off the handle and so unreasonable on some of his opinions that it's just like. It's not possible. But let me tell you, Nelson scares me just like you do, Derek. I actually would not want to fight him in an elimination pit. I'd rather just talk about him behind his back and leave it at that. I got a, uh, a great question to get out of here on from Lisa. But before that, we've been asking people who are, who are there. Yeah, I want to hear some of these Twitter questions real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I have one from Twitter from Lisa. She's got three of them. They're great. But real quick, I want to get your <laughs> firsthand uh, account of that soccer t- elimination between Corey and oh, Nelson. Oh, it's fucking awful. And let me tell you, the filming time, it was, this is probably, it was three or four hours. It took 15 to 20 minutes to set up each kick. We, they had about 20 kicks apiece. We were there for hours. We did not get home till three or four in the morning that that day. It was that was, it was like just from a filming standpoint, it was miserable. So Lisa uh, submitted three questions all at once. They're all great, and I think they're nice, positive uh, vibe questions to get out of here on. Um, she okay. says, "What mission from Road Rules was your favorite, and what was your least favorite?" Then also, did you feel bad for slapping Darrell in the face on the in the RV? And also, who is someone that you'd love to do a challenge with that you haven't? Okay, cool. Um, first, a uh, favorite mission, I think, was the hanging chandelier. And that's when they put us in straight jackets and they raised up because it was the it was like a it was one of those things that went into the world record book because no one had ever been they they took six of us and they hung us upside down and they raised us into the air and then we all we if we couldn't break out of the straight jacket, we they would drop us and we would bungee at the bottom of it and and so it was It was the only time that that had ever been done. So it was like a world record, if that makes sense. So it was interesting. It was fun. Um, and then the worst one, uh, I mean, there was a lot of shitty ones, but the very first one was so rough on me because um, it was we had to crawl these tight ropes across these two buildings. And I, I honestly, I didn't know that I was afraid of heights until I got on this show. And so for me, it was I broke out in hives and then go away for like a day and a half because my adrenaline had was pumping so hard. And I ended up winning that or we ended up passing it. But it was like the intro to holy shit, these things that you see on television that kind of terrify you are absolutely terrifying in real life. And you sign up for it and you have to do it. (laughs) So, yeah, that's that one. The second question was, do I feel bad about Darrell? Yes. I, I never wanted to slap him, but let's be honest. It was like meant in play. <laughs> it was never as 
dramatic as it appeared. And the real reason why Darrell, you saw like his crises on television, and, and this is to Darrell's credit, Darrell did not want to, like, Darrell is a wonderful, wonderful human being. Like, it's, literally, I have so much respect for him, it's un unreal. And he did not want to come across as, quote unquote, the angry black man on our show. And so it, he was having a crisis, not about like hitting me or his response, but it was like we were drunk. And, and really what he was going through was like, I'm going to look like a shitty person to my boys, but it's important for me to be respectful and to present uh, a cultured for lack of a better term, black man on television, because this is bigger than me and the people who know me. And so that's kind of why you saw the freak out that he had. It wasn't about hitting me or not hitting me. It was like his, his mind was literally going through two different opposing things. You know, like, do I look cool for my boys or do I look cool for who I represent in America? And so, yeah. So that, that's that. That's that thing. And then the, what was the last question? Who, who that you haven't been on a challenge with uh, would you love to do one with down the road? Oh, man. God. Uh, fuck. Gee, I mean, I don't really care. There's no, there's no one. That I would love, honestly, I take that back. And just from a purely pure sexual standpoint, I would love to do a challenge with Tony's brother because he's my fucking type. And I just want to be on a show with another gay guy where there's a possibility. I know that he's with a boy and he's with Cody and I would never try and break that up. But if the other Shane was single, I think it would be interesting for both of us to be on a show together. Wow. Hashtag Shane on Shane. Make it happen, Buna Murray. Um, they've <laughs> dude, they've actually, they've actually had one of Shane's ex-boyfriends uh, on the show. His name's Ryan. He was on Fresh Meat and Shane yeah. was on Fresh Meat. So how do you feel about like your ex-boyfriend just like walking in? <laughs> Well, <clears throat> all right, so Ryan and I are friends now still, but uh, at the time, so what happened was Ryan and I were dating, and I had met Ryan five years previous to before he got cast on Fresh Meat, so we were friends, I had been through some relationships, and he started, he had started communicating to me, he lived in New York, I lived in North Carolina, and we started long distance dating, and then he was coming down, so we had a very real relationship where we were traveling to see each other, and I went to see him in New York, and he dropped a bomb on me and he said, hey, I just want you to know that I have been approached by Benjamin Murray to be on a challenge and I'm going to do it. And Ryan to me had had always had just a slight component of super fanish that turned me off. And I'm sure that there were some things about me that he didn't like about me. So it's not like this is just me judging him. I'm sure there were shitty things about me too. When you but say that, he was approached, what, what is that? Did he, did he audition? Did he, he went out of his way to audition, I right. think for the show. Yeah. And so, so it was, it was like a huge slap in my face. And I said, I actually went home after I heard that. And I was like, we're, we're done. So I broke up with him because it was just too much. Fun. Oh. oh, and then, yeah. So he got casted when we were together. Oh my God. This, and then I broke up with him. And then I got, I made sure I got on the fucking show. And so I heard, they called me and I was like, yeah, I want to be on the show because I wanted to get on the show just to get him sent home to teach him a lesson. Wow. So, so he didn't know I was going to be on the show. So I reached out, got on that show and then um, showed up and was told everyone, I was like, well, that Ryan kid is going home first. And so Melinda, unfortunately, that's why he was chosen last. <laughs> that's why <laughs> Coral, Coral and I, like, we made it clear to all other cast members on the flight over there 
there's a Ryan kid here and he's going fucking home. <laughs> so wow. it was shit to me. I was very vindictive. And that's, you know, we've got past that. <laughs> I think that is a great story to end on. Uh, that is awesome. Um, Derek, you got anything else for Shane before we let him go? No, Shane, dude, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure. I'm glad you're back on the show. I'm glad uh, you, you continue to pave the way for us road rulers, us old school road rulers. <laughs> and, um, you know, good luck on this season of Vendettas, man. We're rooting for oh. you. All right. I, and I am so thankful to be on your guys' podcast. I hope we have lots of listeners. And um, I'll talk to you later. Shane definitely delivered. I'm glad. Look, I'm glad we got sober Shane. Uh, really smart guy. Really great perspective. Uh, definitely a, a longtime advocate for you know for the LGBT community, LGBTQ community, and just so you know, I mean, he's a fan favorite. He's been on the show for so many different generations of viewers, and now just breathing life into these new seasons and making impacts and also forming bonds with the younger kids. Um, he drops knowledge and he's hilarious. Yeah, no, just I'm just so happy to be able to get guys like that, you know, still coming back to the show and um, representing for road rules for sure, because uh, we are a, a falling breed. There's not that many of us left on the shows, at least. And uh, we you know we got a couple different perspectives. And I, again, I I hope everyone enjoyed that. And uh, looking forward to the future. Yeah, if you liked what Shane uh, brought to Challenge Mania today, he's at Shenanity on Twitter. Uh, he definitely brought some shenanigans today. Uh, you can follow D at Derek MTV. Follow me at Shada Jaeger. Let us know who you want to hear. Uh, uh, this new wave of Challenge Mania episodes is going to start on February 20th. Let us know. We're still booking those episodes, so your feedback definitely helps us book our show. Continue to get us great questions for our great guests. Next up, February 6th is the Brain Candy Invasion podcast. It's already been taped, so don't, don't bother getting us questions. But we bring in Susie Meister. We bring in Sarah Rice. It's a great, awesome four-way podcast explosion. You guys are going to dig it. And on February 13th, it's an Ask D Anything with a special appearance from our stack guy. He's going to bring his A game. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have some fun challenge facts for you. Um, that's what's up uh, next for the show. You guys know about Challenge Throwdown for the Cause, February 24th in Philadelphia. Come meet D. Get a challenge sticker. Rock the Team Derek jersey. Where do people go to get the, uh, the Team Derek jerseys? You go to challengethrowdown.com. I'm signing, I'm signing the jerseys up until February 24th, uh, which is the Philly event. So uh, challengethrowdown.com backslash store, or if you just go to challengethrowdown.com for tickets and all the other fun stuff, you can get a jersey there and uh, with, with uh, the Derek name on it signed. Uh, it'll take a little bit to get to you, but you know we're custom making these things. So come see us. Enjoy the shows. I'm excited to hear from Alan. And the Brain Candy podcast is going to be, whoa. Yeah, keep rocking those impacts, everybody. The impact.com slash mania, 15% off. Just rock the code mania. And thank you guys once again. Keep subscribing, rating, reviewing. I know it sounds like I'm a broken record. I know reviewing is something your grandma does on Yelp, but keep reviewing. iTunes loves it. Tell them what you think of the show. Keep telling your challenge friends, both in person and on Reddit, to check out Challenge Mania every week. Because as you see, we have something for everybody. And we keep continuing to bring on new and interesting guests and getting different perspective for this whole universe, for this whole sport that is the challenge. So, uh, D, I bid you farewell. And uh, everybody enjoy this coming weekend. Um, by the time you hear me next, I will officially be married. So, uh, so long and farewell. And uh, thank you guys so much.
Can you play the wedding mu- song? Can you play the wedding song? Dun, 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 dun. Okay, guys. Well, unfortunately for you, this thing's just down here on Challenge Mania. So uh, take care of yourself, and I hope we see you in the future.